Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I'm super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up. This is TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If yeah. you're feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up. Keep your faith in the Lord and we restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super hit. You never had it. You keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it. You ain't even got a flash it. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it. Now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Ask it. If you see another fella of the Denard era of making their life better, yeah. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Triple P, Pam, known as already blessed. We done heard half the news. We waiting on the rest. We waiting to stress. Remember that we on the same map. Tony and Ray Rand, the brothers on the same path. It's time for a transference of wealth. And I ain't trying to be left with my life on the shelf. Can't do it by myself. We got to do it together. A life of wealth. We living life to live it forever. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. It was all a dream, but now it's a reality. Now it's where it has to be. Just keep your faith and you will see. It's a catastrophe, but just be patient, though. Incredible how he used the oddest things to bless your soul. TNT, Denard, Tony, Raven, where you at? People waiting on the intel call to hit you back. Raven got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceived. It's blessed life, I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Listen. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Yeah. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. Yeah. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. We got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. This blessed life I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah. We getting ready for the RV. Let's go. 
To start conference recording, press 1. The recording has started. It's time. Welcome to the Information Superstation, TNT. Hosted by that dynamic duel, Tony and Ray Rinfro. They're super fantastic and fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree. Bringing you the latest and greatest Iraqi dinar revaluation information from around the globe, east to west. It's the best. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your mind blown in the TNT Intel Zone. TNT Super Fantastic Family. Today is Monday, July the 18th, 2022. Raven98 here, along with. Good morning, TNT. What a marvelous Monday morning it is. Okay, ready to see the text of Okay, see you in a second. All right. All right, guys. Um, hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, we did a lot of information came out, a lot of information this morning, and it's basically all about the exchange rate. The exchange rate, naming the president of the republic, naming the new prime minister, the meetings that they had. So the framework had a meeting scheduled for 11 o'clock today, with the hearing they had was all they did was reduce the names from eight to three. They still didn't give us a name. And they said they were going to still do that this week. It was supposed to happen today or tomorrow. Now they're saying this week. But Maliki is not one of the three names. They did say that. But things could change. He did not nominate himself. But they do have three names. They said they had four names in the first article. One was Al Kazini. We're going to know what the three names that they have. So I won't be surprised if we do see him. I like what happened over the weekend. Uh, I think I told you guys on Saturday with Al Kazimi going to Saudi Arabia, attending the meetings, having all of the uh, new agreements signed. Everything else. So all that was in fact good, and he's still acting like a prime minister, which he should do until the day that he leaves. Suppose. I'm laughing because. Somebody just sent me that oil is at $195.94. So don't we all wish that was true? (laughs) Yeah, I know they made a mistake. That's for sure. But anyway, if you guys watch the news, you'll see gas has gone down 34 days in a row. They've lowered gas. Now, they've done that, and some of you are not going to like it, but I'll tell you anyway, because it, it involves what we're doing. At the threat of a um, Biden administration, Treasury, the first officer, saying they're going to increase the interest rate 
once again by the end of the month. And every time we increase our interest rate, it affects the globe because every country is affected by the rate of the dollar. Today, the rate of the dollar stands at 107. I think the price of oil today was uh, 106, not 195, like we wish it was. So that's not going to happen. Well, the fact is that the fact that uh, Al Kazemi attended the summit this weekend. Followed Biden, supposedly Biden, and I know some of you are not going to like this, has convinced those countries all to put out more oil that's going to lower the price at the pump even more, that's going to strengthen the U.S. dollar even more, that's going to help us avoid recession and in the globe, even more. So he accomplished what he went there for, did some great stuff, not just for us, but for the entire globe. Also during that meeting, he backed uh, Iraq. Him and Al Kazimi had a closed-door meeting on Saturday. They talked about things, what needs to happen, what they want to happen. And hopefully that Al Kazimi will still be prime minister because he's the one making things happen. He is actually the one all these countries looked at and signed all these agreements with. Even though the framework is threatening him for attending the meeting, even though the framework is announcing they're going to review everything he signed and go through it with a fine tooth comb, he had no business signing it because it's the caretaker government. That's just their opinion. International community and everybody else is going with it uh, and having faith in him in Iraq. So, so Biden did some good things this weekend. Got us moving along. Got everybody believing in Iraq. Got 18 uh, agreements signed with Saudi Arabia. Got Iraq and Saudi Arabia signing agreements with electricity. Got Iran saying, okay, we're glad everything's working out. We want you to be successful, even if they don't mean it. But it was a productive weekend. So today, three or four articles came out about Iraq's future. What they need to do and how it looks. And it can't look any better. They are talking about the countries that are coming in and randoms about the future of the white paper all falling into place, as they're saying, both now and in the future. So it's a good thing. The plan is working. They are very positive about it. Also today, Oh, we see several articles talking about the exchange rate. Again, they're saying, hey, the government can't do the exchange. Well, actually, it actually says it belongs to the government to change the exchange rate. 
Parliament can't do it. Ministers can't do it. CBIZ only one authorized to do it. They are in charge of the exchange rate. So it lifts CBI's responsibility and how CBI has saved them in 2014, 2020, and 2021 by the decisions and things that they've done. So CBI put out that there is a plan to change the rate. They're saying it's just not right now, but it could be right now. That everything that happened over the weekend, agreements, and the future of Iraq all says that they will change the exchange rate. So somebody put in a newspaper article that says, yeah, but um, that's not going to be for another two years or four years. It's not. But uh, the representative came back and said, that's not what I said. You're misinterpreting what I said in the interview. And they're saying it could be any time now. Could be near or far. It's part of the plan. But most of it is any time now. Now, why are they saying that? Because that's what we want to know. Because the food services law that was voted on, passed, and put in the Gazette has not yet been implemented. Some people are getting upset about it. Al-Ghazimi put out this morning, told everyone to implement the food services law, which means what? Start hiring, start paying money to, to different industries, start the growth cycle of Iraq. We're ready to do it now. And some of them aren't doing it. Even though they've been assigned the money, now they're saying they haven't done it because they have to come up with a plan. Each different government or province is saying, you know, we had no plan for this kind of money. So now we have to plan on it and do that before we start spending. And he's telling them to get started because it's law, it's been approved. Well, kind of, sort of. I mean, if the government's going to change this week or by the end of the month, maybe we should wait for that to make sure we don't get in any trouble because no one has challenged the food services law yet. But no one is spending the money yet, (laughs) even though it's all just sitting there. But we'll know something by the end of the week, I think. At least by you know the end of uh, next week, if not the end of this week. So on a positive note, Maliki didn't nominate himself, even though he did come out with uh, two things happened over the weekend. He was overheard on a hot mic, and we've heard that happen before. Or I shouldn't say hot mic. Someone attended the meeting recorded me talking bad about Sadar, saying negative things and some other political forces, which he quickly came out and said it wasn't him, that they professionally dubbed the recording or this or that. 
even though some of his own members said it was him. And that he talks like that behind closed doors all the time. But he talked about Sadar. I guess really bad. Because Sadar came out, talked about Maliki today, about how 2014 ISIS, all of that was all his plan. He let them in. He let all the Iraqi people die. And that he has been the main ringleader in the corruption with other countries, which he didn't name. We know it's Iran. But he put everything out there about him today. So I'm going to say something else that may be controversial, but I'm going to say it because the similarities are just eerie. And that is things that are happening in Iraq and happening in our country. Both during the election, how it was stolen before it was even completed. And they say that. that looks like a framework's actually pulling it off. But here's the thing. Big article came out today all about how Maliki is trying to become prime minister again just to save himself from Sadar and from illegal uh, aspect in his life. And I've talked to you guys about that before. That's what he's doing. He's fighting for his very life or livelihood or having to look at it. And I say it's funny and it's eerie because it is. And you guys just got to take it for what it is. Uh, today also came out about Trump running for president. Not today, yesterday, actually. And it's saying that he, uh, his own Republican Party and them, they recorded him in a meeting saying he has to run for president so he can avoid prosecution or going to jail. That's what he said. Emily <laughs> he put out, and some of his Republicans that were in the meeting are, are verifying it and, and, and saying the same thing. So we should get an announcement. And I say that because that's not the first thing that's similar to our country that has happened in the last two years. Or even as we see in, in Britain going on with uh, uh, Johnson, who was similar, who just went through the same thing. He's probably going to go through charges when he gets out, too. I don't know if that's the norm for countries around the world. <laughs> it's just what's happening at this time frame and people who were running their countries like that. But it did happen. It's out there today. Sadar put it all out there on Maliki, who he was, what he did, why he should never be allowed to be prime minister again. And then some of his own people came back and said these are the very reasons that he's running for prime minister, so he won't be prosecuted, uh, and he can hide behind that. Same articles you guys are going to see if you haven't seen it, because they came out late last night and this morning about Trump um, doing the same thing. So, um, Let me see. Hold on. They sending me Morse code, so I had to answer that. Um, anyway, other than that, I mean, things are actually looking good. I know Walt should be excited. 
the league's name was not one of the three that they submitted, even though they're saying they could change it at the last minute. But Amiri, of all people, is saying no, because he knows that's the one thing that Sadar will absolutely tear down the government over, is if Maliki is prime minister. He don't want him involved at all. So they're saying they're not going to let it happen. Even though in Maliki's own group, he got 90% of the vote under the framework, they're saying that won't happen because now he's not even going to be a nominee. So that is actually good news. Everything coming out today about the exchange rate, about changing it, about Iraq, and making announcements how, again, they're one of the richest countries in the region. They are pivotal, pivotal in everything that's going on in the region, which is true. And they are the one country selected to bring everybody together. Not because they have power or authority, guys, but, and this is kind of crazy, because they're the one country where everybody can go and do new contracts with, create uh, resources, and create growth that everyone can participate in. So it's not like uh, Iraq is demanding change or they're so smart or different that everybody is following their lead, but everybody is saying this is the one point we all can come together, build something where everyone can get paid, every economy can be affected, and the world can uh, can grow from. So it's a good thing. So, um, all right, no bad news. I did right before the call. Get a call from Texas. And no news at all. They're not excited. They're not getting any updates, no information. They're just going business as usual. There are no banks on standby alert, anything. And I don't think we're going to see it until they at least put the names out, if not go ahead and schedule the vote, which they're saying if they put the names out this week, they'll now have the vote next week. But anyway, they should have a government in place in the next 12 days. That's what we're looking for. So that's a good thing with the rate going up. Okay. So I told you Monday, I guess, that uh, the contractors, government agencies, and people were hearing different things from what the street is hearing about the rate changing about when it's going to change, which is okay, because it's supposed to be in-country. We're not supposed to know. We're supposed to be taking the same look at Iraq as always. Even they're not supposed to know what the rate's going to be or when it's going to be. Because like I said, if you tell me it's going to be on the 23rd of this month, do you think I'm going to keep spending money buying things, why not wait till after the 23rd, which will slow down the economy. The closer they get to the 23rd, even stop their economy. But they do know there are enough things happening now. So, All right, Ray, let's get started. Well, let's let me do something else for four minutes. Let's see here. <clears throat> Yabba Dabba 
Is Chase Bank going to exchange this in? You'll have to call them and ask. Um, we've had different banks saying that they're going to exchange it, but we're not calling out any particular names at this at this juncture. But the minute we find out something definite, we won't hesitate to let you know. Let's see. Nicole 19 says, humor me, please, for these values. What is 1 million dinar RV value? Well, we have to look at whatever rate you're going to go with. The last rate that we were hearing, I'll just round it off at $5, as we've heard 580-something, 480-something. So we'll just use off of $5 as an example. So if the dinar is valued at $5, and if you have $1 million of it, that's $5 million. What is $1 million DOM RV value? Okay. Um, let's say the DOM comes out at 1 You have $1 million DOM, then $1 would be $1 million for the DOM. So that would apply for any of the currencies, whatever the rate is, you just multiply the rate times the face amount that you are holding. And that's what it should value at. Now, here's the question. What am I going to get for $1 million at $5? Because I can tell you what you ain't going to get. <laughs> no, but seriously... Most of us will not get the value of the currency, just like you can't get it right now. You call the bank on any currency that they're dealing with. They have two rates, a buy rate and a sell rate. The buy rate is going to be the rate they quote you if they're buying the currency from you. The sell rate is the rate they quote you if they're selling it to you. So you can to be exchanged. This is what our terminology but what is the bank going to call that a buy? So they're going to give you the buy rate. They're buying the currency back from you or from you, even if they hadn't gotten it from you in the first place. So you're $5 if the dinar is valued at $5. This is just the average person. I know some of you are thinking you're going to negotiate way better. But I'm speaking for the average person who has no negotiation skills and only a small amount of currency. And they're subject to whatever the bank says. And the bank is going to say the buy sell rate is that. And so the value is $5. You're not going to get $5 for your dinar. You'll get some amount lower than that. Probably, let's say, 450 or 475 or whatever the case may be. So make sure that you know and understand the difference between buy and sell rates. And they will be quoted to you when you go in, especially if you are the currency holder person. Now, you super, super large whales, you'll probably command a different type of conversation and a different realization. So, B1 says, my question is, I have a group 40 people, some are paying attention and some are not. When we get the green light, can I set my exchange appointment before I call them so they can set their appointment? 
or should I call them? Then call and say, I just want to help them, but not cause any problems for my exchange. Well, RK will be away whether you make your appointment first and then call your 40 people or call your 40 people first and then make your appointment. It shouldn't have any negative effect on you either way. So do whatever you feel is um, just, I guess. I know I've I've promised folks that um, (laughs) I've told a lot of folks They'll call you on my way out of the bank so I can make sure they don't mess up my deal. But I'm just joking. We're going to call you and tell you whenever we find out. If they call us 30 minutes after this call and say we have live rates, here's the 800 numbers, whatever the course may be, we give you that information almost immediately. Let's see, Tony, did you make it back yet? Do you want to speak on that? So that's why I went ahead and took the questions, and I'm hoping everyone can hear me okay. Let's get to the next one. Rich Sun says, what is the latest info on the Zim with regards to exchanging? Uh-oh. Right. One second. We lost somebody. Didn't realize that part. Yep. Okay, we got you back. Yep. I said, do you I, know I was gone? <laughs> no, I, I thought I, I thought you were gone to do something else. So I went ahead and just read a few of the questions that were just straightforward, easy answers. Oh, I thought you were just answering questions. I was like, okay. I, well, I was. I <laughs> but uh, now I'm being told I'm breaking up, so uh, I don't know if everyone heard them or not. But it's recorded. Oh. You, can you hear me okay? All right. So where we at? Yeah, I hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We'll Who's go to that? question Dinar 2010. Most callers are about when this is going to happen. I believe Tony absolutely going to happen so I think we need to concentrate more on what to say after it happens and what we should say and do at the exchange appointment can you expand a little bit on that and give scenarios man see this is where I want to say um, is this a, a new guy or how long has he been here haven't been here you just want to rehash what we've done for 10 years in 30 seconds or three minutes. Um, so we, we've done that. We've gone over that scenario a hundred times, if not a thousand. How to dress for your appointment. How to... Uh, talk to your exchanger and the three or four guys that's with him. 
what to ask for, what not to ask for, how not to be demeaning, even though you're going to have information that your exchange person isn't going to have a clue about. Oh, which reminds me. I got to throw this in there real quick. Because somebody has sent Ray a, uh, a email asking me to stop talking about the overnights. And that, in fact, didn't work that way. And it really made me look bad doing that. So, Ray, did you see my answer? Um, vaguely, yes. It is it. Oh, okay. So, guys, what I did, and any of you can do it, and um, I, I said, uh, first of all, you should never criticize Tony, because that's what he said, Tony, or tell me when I'm wrong, especially when I'm right. That's the worst time to do it <laughs> when I'm right. So <laughs> what I did was Google it so everybody could read it. I copied it, pasted it, and I sent it to them what the funds are, what the overnights are, who pays them, how it works. And again, the bank, did, and, and Danny explained it years ago when I told him it was 1% a night. And he came back and said, well, it's not quite 1% because it changes every day. But if you guys Google it right now, today, like I sent to him, you'll see it's been over 1% for the last 20, 30 days that the banks get overnight for loaning their money. And you don't have to believe Tony. I mean, Google it for yourself. They explain it to you, that they loan money out 22 times a month overnight, which means they send it out at 6, 7 o'clock, they get it back at 6 o'clock in the morning before the bank's over, but they earned money on that money. They do that every night, and that's what it's called, the overnight. But I'm not mad about it because, like I said, people who work at banks don't even know about it, don't have a clue, don't know how it works. I was just telling you guys, trying to explain it to you, trying to educate you on one thing if you're sitting there and say, man, I know you're going to make this kind of money off of my $100 million, $50 million, $2 million. And you can have the documentation right there to pull it out if you want to. And soon. It's not about forcing him to change your rate or give you more money because he's never had the authority to do that. It's about giving him the confidence that you know what you're talking about and you're going to be able to handle the large sums of money that they're giving you because you know money. Because you know the things that we've gone over, fractional banking. I know exactly how this is going to work and how you're going to make all this money. So give me my little percentage I'm asking for, 10 15% a year. For the more money you have, the more you want to get. We're not going to get 20% a month because that's their money. On just the overnight. 
We're not going to get all the money they get from fractional banking because that's their money. We know that. But the more we can explain, I know what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, and you're going to make a shitload of money off of me, just give me my 10 15% a year, not a month, a year. That's all I'm asking for. And it's just good information to help you in your conversation, not demanding or demeaning, just part of the conversation, which lets them know you know what you're talking about. So, again, because I think we have some recordings. Well, I know we do because we record every call where we've talked about it for months, if not years, what to say when you go to your appointment, how to dress when you go to your appointment, do you carry your money, do you give it to them before the appointment's over with, do you walk out the room without knowing if it's really deposited in my account? We've answered all those questions for 10, 12 years. There's even documents that we have that are printed that goes step-by-step to tell you what to do at your exchange. And I'm saying that. If somebody has a specific question, I'm going to answer it, but not just go over the whole process um, from the beginning on every call when it's available in the form. So, Ray, if I wanted to find that, can you tell me where to find it in the form? Um, In the latest blast and tweet section, uh, preparing for the exchange. The name of the three. Okay. There you guys go. So you go back and review it and see that your own leisure, then you have an individual question about it, or we want to set up a training call, which I think Ray does. We can do that to get people going back to the exchange and through it. Or, especially as we seem like it gets. Um, even closer to actually happening. And by that, I mean all the banks go back on alert. The exchange center people are on standby or in the office. I'm getting notification. Ray, there's a lot of noise in the background. I'm getting notification from my uh, global traders or market traders that they've all been notified. And absolutely, we're going to go over it again, the whole thing. Let's get ready. Let's go. This is what you're going to do. All right, what's next? Okay, you're still on mute. Yeah. Just so you know. I'm trying to get it <laughs> straight down here. <laughs> um, let me see here. Which question you didn't do? Um, okay, TP40 says, does Iraq need to have a real rate or revalue in order to join? In order to join the WTO, was that the question? Right. Does it have to have a what is the reality rate or revalue? How about real rate? I'm not sure what they mean. Okay, I know what they mean. Um, first of all, nobody should be TP nothing because TP, especially in the military, just means toilet paper. So, and every time I hear that, I'm thinking, who would name yourself TPT? So. Toilet paper, believe me, and it goes around. Uh, Second of all, Iraq has been an observer of the WTO for years. They're just 
doing the things they need to to meet the qualifications, which the rate is not necessarily, and the RV is not necessarily one of them. They're more concerned with how they do business, who they do business with, than anything else. And that's the aspect of things that they have to change in order to become part of WTO, which the WTO has been helping them meet those qualifications for the last three or four years. And that's what they said. So, no, they're not part of the WTO. Yes, they will be, but it's based on meeting those qualifications. It is not a definitive rate that you must have to be part of the WTO. There are 168 countries that are part of the WTO, and it is not based on their rate. All right. Like, like first says, is there any reason why the United States will not benefit from the RV and GCR? No. Of course we're going to benefit from it. The whole agreement is us buying oil from them at $2 a barrel. 30 years. The agreement is we're going to take all that dinar and it's going to be a reserve currency that increases our own value. The benefits of it are all of us going to have money and we're going to push the economy. So I don't know what negative benefit that apply to the U.S. Not any. All right, what's next? That's it. We're going to live callers. Three six. Okay. You are first. Three six zero. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. That's you, Walter. Ah, it is me. Glad to know. I know it's me. Hey there. <laughs> good morning and good afternoon. Yes, sir. I, uh, Good morning, <laughs> Tony. I was surprised because the the one the only the main thread I read this morning from Tish was about Maliki threatening Sauter, and uh, I thought that that would have been something that would have been kind of robustly brought up to the, the rank and file for a while, but. Uh, apparently, it just happened, so maybe I think the next couple of days are going to be fascinating to see what happens because, like you said, Maliki's fighting for his life. And to think, and I'm not, believe me, I'm not making uh, light of it, although I did want to repeat that I'm from the Caymans and my name is Walt Renfro. Uh, that's with an R. Um, anyway, so I'm just thinking to myself, is this will this be a nonviolent next couple of days, or you think that they'll their, their last gasp effort would be to uh, throw everything upside down? That's my question. Okay. So anyway, I just sent you a picture, Walt. So look at the text if you want to, but. Besides that, that very reason that Maliki threatened Sadar's life, that's what Sadar is saying, he threatened my life on the phone, is why Sadar came out so strong against once again so the people know that the whole ISIS thing, the whole fall of, of uh, Moses, the whole 
people starving for the last couple of years at the request or, or the gift to Iran was all Malik. It's been all that. It's been him to benefit him. And even now, when things are so good in the world, so good, all these countries are already coming in and investing, got a plan for the future. He wants to come back and be part of it? No, absolutely not. Or ruin it. But that is why Siddhar put out the statement so strong today. Again, to let the people know, to let the framework know, like he did Amir and everybody else, if you guys put Maliki's name up, it's going to be hell to pay. Right. And that's one of the are not even going to nominate him. So, yeah, that was important. If nobody but the Siddhar, but Siddhar is also letting his people know. So anything happens to me, this is the guy. Right, exactly. Right. Well, that's what that's what I was thinking, and, and you know, I, I'm not that I'm I'm thinking that gee, that uh, civil uh, unrest is a good thing, but uh, if, if if there's no way to avoid it, the sooner you get it done, the better. But um, fingers crossed that that's not necessary. Anyway, um, that's all I got. Okay, here's the okay. thing, well, um, the people can cause a change, absolutely. But it's not what we're hoping for or wanting. We're hoping that everybody looks at this the way we look at it and say, okay, we're finally at a crossroads, and right now is the time we have to do the right thing. Because sure. if not, everything gets destroyed. Now, when I say everything gets destroyed, if the people, so uh, this morning, they were burning tires, blocking roads, not all the way across the country, but in some provinces, stopping people from going to work, government people, because they're mad, they're upset. But as long as it doesn't happen with Sadar's group, a million people at one time, this thing will be still a smooth transition. As long as the wrong person is not selected and they can see everything being implemented, which is first thing is that exchange rate so people can have confidence in this new government or whoever it is, I don't think that's going to happen. That's the last straw. We want the people getting upset and rioting and doing things and because that could set us back. could set us back for six months. could set us back for a year. It could set their country back for four or five years as they have to re-vote, start all over, or the white people get, get stopped. So it's the last resort, but it is the one thing that will cause change one way or the other. But so right. far, with everything that happened over the weekend, I mean, Al-Kazimi really did Iraq a lot of good by attending a meeting that the framework didn't want him to attend. Right. But you're not going to be the prime thing. That was a lot of goodwill, things that are done, and people are actually excited about Iraq. They're just hoping the next prime minister is as smart as Al Kazini or sees things that way, that this is maybe Iraq's last opportunity for years to come to stand on their own two feet. So 
I think it's good. Okay. Good. Well, hey, Tony, I appreciate that. That's some good, excellent insight into the, the kind of the bigger picture. So I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. Did you see the flowers? I did, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> and that's that's disturbing me. But okay. <laughs> When I got that, I thought it says "Forever Roses," and uh, I didn't realize what it meant. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. This year they're going on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh, All right, yeah, I have no excuse. I apologize. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> have a good day, you guys. Okay. Right. Two zero six area code. You are on. Greetings, Ray. Greetings, Tony. Top of the day. Hey, sir. Uh, hey, right. good morning. How are you? Doing great. Hope you are, too. Um, I, I'm looking at my spreadsheet here that I use to manage this stuff, and I have not updated my dong for a long time. I have the basic street rate as 2 bucks. Is that still accurate? I, I don't for do dong. different things. Pardon, Tony, I didn't get it. I said, that's a great question. Okay. Well, the only thing that I'm sticking with with rates are just the opening rates, and we're still being told opening rate for the Dom is 47 cents. 47 cents. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, so Wait, that, that's the question. minimum rate was 47 cents. Yeah. Right. Opening rate. So, yeah. Other than than that, is is that the rate we're expecting? No. Is that the rate that's shown up on screen? No. Um, and the reason so I'm showing up question because Ray uh, maintains those when we give them, so he remembers what they were. Um, but we know the highest rate is twelve dollars. I mean, as far yeah. for twelve or fifteen for for the dog. But we don't know what the opening rate is going to be because the price of gas keeps going. So it depends on that day. Okay. I mean, the debt okay. at 106 is going to be different from if it's at 112 or if it's at 96. So, But it's going to be a good rate. And you got to think yeah. that if the dinar comes out at 581, the dollar's probably at least going to be half of that coming out. So you think my two is kind of like a reasonable expectation, certainly not a certainty. <laughs> uh, I think it is, yeah. Okay, good. And I know we're all just guessing in the wind here, but I like sharing my guesses with you and hearing what your guesses are. <laughs> and yep. the second question. That's all they are until it happens or... You know, information passed on, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then this, the second point I wanted to ask about was this week, are you fairly confident from what you're hearing that Framework is going to be coming out with the names sometime between now and Friday? Is that what you're getting? That's, that's what they're actually seeing in print and on television, um, they had their meeting at 11 o'clock this morning. If they didn't 
come out with one name. But they will sometime this week. That's just the framework on the prime minister. The name that they still has to be voted on by the independents, Kurdistan, and everybody else. So but they know who they want or who they're going to spit, which makes it good. Because if they do, it means there is a government by the end of the month. Because I don't yeah. think it's going to be a problem. Whoever they submit and then putting this party together, they're going to approve because Sadar is not going to be there to outvote him. So they can, in fact, get a government done by the end of this month. If they choose. Yeah. A lot of ministers, politicians tell them just that. We're in our second parliament session. It's time to get this part over with. Either you're going to do it or we're going to go back to square one with the schedule another election. But we need to get it done now. Yeah, seems to me like there's so much weariness in the system over all this haggling that even the people in the uh, parliament would be at a point of saying, ooh, hey, guys, uh, let's let's fisher cut bait here. We can't just keep fiddling on the dock. Uh, would you say that's a fair assessment, or is that too much to hope for? No, you got to realize these guys still getting their checks every day. They're still getting all the money they want and more money than 99.999% of people in the country. So they're still going to work. We're not doing nothing. We're not starving. We're not hungry. We're still living the best houses, eat the best food. So drag it out as long as we can because Maliki and his guys saying, we're still stealing money every day there's an auction until this is over with. But it's the people, it's the international community that has to demand a conclusion to it. Or, and the people being, the Dar himself, when he says enough is enough until the people hit the streets, then it's enough. So I don't think it's really a lot of pressure on them. Maliki likes playing the game because until the game is over, he still has a chance to be prime minister. And that's his overall goal to be in the government so he can't be prosecuted. Iran still gets money. The key thing is the U.S. influenced it by what? Telling Iraq they're no longer extending them buying electricity from Iran. Why? Because we brought these guys to the table at this summit, and Saudi has agreed to give you electricity. Turkey has now agreed to pay you $20, $30 billion for the oil that they've been taking, okay? Kuwait, other countries have agreed now that they're going to, I mean, Turkey is that they're going to uh, release more water to your country for agriculture. A whole lot of things got done this weekend under the guise of Al-Kazimi, but it's also forcing them to actually make that government and put it in place now that those things did get done. Right. So then uh, this is my last shot at you so others can have a chance. But it it would look like from what you just said that uh, Sadar 
and the international community and all of those people internationally who stand to make a lot of money by going ahead with the projects and the infrastructure and the development of the country, those two forces, the people under Sadar and those who are poised to do very well by investing in and developing Iraq, really are creating the pressure. And at a certain point, those people are going to make a business decision. Look, you guys are fat and happy sitting on the dock. But we need people in the parliament who are going to get in the ship and sail with us. Would that be correct? Well, yeah. They're going to make a decision, and they are putting the pressure on again by announcing all these agreements and contracts that have done and letting people know your country is great and we're coming to work with you, but you got to have a government. So that, again, puts more pressure on them to go ahead and do the right thing. So we know something should happen this week. We know they were already looking for something to happen uh, even last week as far as changing the rate everything else. So we know our, our contractors have been given a new rate, not just the guy I put on the phone, but my guy who's running the business over there who has a contract with the country himself again is being told you know the rates have changed by the end of the month again is being told everything is all done and it's over with so I like the everyday citizen in Iraq has hope today as um, this guy posted on his video Nathan uh, which I said, he's just an everyday citizen, guys. He doesn't have any insight, knowledge, anything else. He's telling us how the Iraqi people feel who aren't involved, who don't have the source to go, who are reading their own newspapers, seeing their own news. But he was excited, uh, I guess, and, not jumping all up and down, but he thinks it's really happening. It's really happening this week. So those are the rumors going across the country to the everyday citizens. So I don't feel good about that or excited about that, but what the members are, the government officials are talking about changing the exchange rate back. And they came out today and explained the Paris Agreement all over again, explain what has happened in Iraq last 10, 20 years, and what the plan is for the next three years to change the whole country, then those are things that get excited about. And the people, they can do one of two things, make them say, hold on, let's see what happens, or have them push even harder to get that government in place. But if it doesn't happen this week, because that's what they're all expecting for this month, then I think they're going to see a change in the people. So, yeah, could something happen this week? Absolutely. All they had to do was name the names today, and the banks would have been excited tomorrow. But if they name them tomorrow, they're going to be excited on Wednesday or Friday because now we've taken that other step, then let's get ready for the R&D. So, yeah, it's always a possibility it could happen this week. I feel better about this month because I like to give them time 
instead of 72 hours, 12, 13 more days makes more sense to me. Everything's going to change on the 1st of August anyway, or the first week, as you'll see. Um, Iran's going to put out more oil next month. Saudi's going to put out more oil next month. Um, some other countries are all based on Biden, asking them to do that for a global plan, and the OPEC meeting is next month. So, again, at the end of this month is a great time for Iraq to say we're back. Let's see. All right? Okay. That takes us to 404, area code. You're on. Hi, Tony, hey. and hi, Ray, again. Appreciate hey. uh, your tenacity here. Uh, you kind of uh, were getting into the first question that I was having because the, the Iraqis seem to kind of vacillate in terms of uh, their definitions, and, and, you know, some of the articles we're referencing next week, and yet in the past we were told when they say next week they're saying this week, and you were kind of alluding to this week as being – Actually, this week. So I was, you know, I've, I confess I'm getting into being more of a date and rate, this sort of thing. But is that a, a good assessment, though, that this week is the equivalent of next week still, like it had been years back? Yeah, except with them, they were saying it on Friday, Saturday, next Monday, we're going to do this, next Tuesday, which today is Monday. That is the mm-hmm. next Monday. Tuesday is tomorrow. <laughs> So, yes, we're looking for something as of this week. Okay, sounds good. Uh, And I was curious uh, with respect to things that appeared in Saturday's Gazette, whether or not you and or your sources were picking up any nuances uh, uh, with respect to the things that were published on on Saturday that would uh, kind of confirm all of these things about this week. Again, because I'm now becoming a date and rate person. Well, I don't know what was confirmed because last week was when the the, um, food services law was confirmed. So I don't get the uh, Gazette. So what was confirmed in the Gazette? Well, see, that, that kind of segues into the other other references that I was curious about with respect to when things are published in the Gazette, um, how much flexibility, leeway are they given that things need to be put into full force? Um, is it standard that, you know, it's a 30-day window regardless of what it is that, that is, you know, on the legalese? Or does it vary from that if it's in this category, it's you better get it implemented within 10 days. Other categories get it implemented within 20. Do you have any feedback from your sources on that, you know, with, with respect to the food service law uh, and the fact that that's something that we've been looking for? What's their implementation time? No, uh, there is a set date because they've already, again, uh, said they've, uh, allocated the money. There's no one in any of the regions has put it to use yet. No one has come up with a plan. And they're saying it takes time to plan for this kind of money when we didn't expect it. Because it wasn't like it was the budget money. This is supposed to be something different. But we're trying to do budget things with it. Al Kazimi came out and said, I gave you enough money to already hire. 15,000 new people, and you haven't hired not one. 
And their excuse was, yeah, but we're still planning, thinking, waiting, not trying to make mm-hmm. a mistake. But he told them this morning, the article says, get started now. So we'll have to wait and see what happens this week. And, and lastly, I was just kind of curious with respect to the sources that, that you have coming out of uh, Iraq. Are you finding uh, that they're starting to be a little bit more tight-lipped, uh, and that would be indicative that um, more are getting under NDAs, which would be kind of a promising sign for us? What's, what kind of status are you seeing or sensing? Coming out of Iraq? Coming out of Iraq or any of of, the, of your sources, so oh. are you finding it's it's harder to pry information from them, and it would be indicative that they're under uh, an NDA? Well, if somebody's under an NDA, they would tell me. Now, when our committee okay. guy says, "Hey, you're close," but they tell me don't talk about it, so we talk about everything else. I see ten rainbow rainbows in the sky. You ever seen that before? <laughs> so why do this and that? Because I can't talk about that. So let me just do it this way. Because there's always right. people NDAs just mean I'm not going to tell you I told Tony. So I'm going to tell him. So, uh, that's <laughs> all. There are a lot of people, and people say, "Hey, my sources won't tell me," or they're under NDA now. And then. Right. Okay. Okay. Let me put it another way so everybody can understand it. You know why the laws are put in place all the way around the world? It's no different anywhere you go. Laws are put in place for who obey laws. <laughs> People who don't <laughs> obey laws don't give how many laws you put in place. Because they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. So it doesn't make sense. So NDAs are put in place for people who um, they want to serve because they're fearful, scared, or um, conformist. People who are giving us information, guys, they may be put under NDAs, but NDA does rule because what they're not going to do is come on TNT and say, hey, Tony, this is Frank at the Treasury. This is what they told me not to tell you. It's just not going to work like that, okay? Or that I'm going to ever tell you guys, Frank at the Treasury said it, because that's never going to happen either, which is there. So I've never been concerned about NDAs, because ever since I started this, people have been telling me things that I should never have known. Mhm. Mhm. Well, I suppose, and in my concluding remarks, I'm just looking at time-wise that they have three more days to get this thing done, so that then ten days later, when we have our TNT Super Fantastic Pay It Forward project, it's still going to be in July, and so we can be having Christmas in July and all other celebratory types of celebrations in July. But August is a good month as well. But ten days from whenever, so that's what we look forward to on the TNT Super Fantastic or er, Pay It Forward project. And again, guys, appreciate your tenacity, and have a great okay. day. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Have a great one. Thanks. Yeah, hell, Bye-bye. Say hi. Okay, thanks. Bye. Will do. Will do. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. 610. Hey, good afternoon, Ray, and good morning, Tony. It is G-Man MPA. Greetings. Hey, man. How you doing? Doing super fantastic, er, gentlemen. It-
it is another Dynamite Day here in the USA, and I am going to have to do a very short version today. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you who are new to the call and all of you who didn't know, all these calls and all the means of communication that Ray and Tony use to keep us informed need to be paid for. And it's up to all of us out here in the currency community to spend in our payments in order to buy airtime to keep this information superstation on the air. You can help by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payments button, and when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, P.O. Box 1748, Elm City. That's just like the tree. Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders. This way it makes it easier for Ray to track those payments as they come in. For those of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions use the debit card or credit card of your choice. Follow the prompts as you go through. And in the block where you type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice and type in your phone number there. Again, that helps Ray track the payments as they go through. After you've typed in your debit or credit card information, Stay on the page for a second or two. You'll then receive a circle with a check mark and a sentence that says, thank you for supporting the TNT Blog Talk Radio Show. This way you know your payments have gone through successfully. Remember to do it today, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you for all you continue to do for us. Thank you again to both of your families for continuing to share you with us and make it a dynamite rest of the day. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. You're very welcome. Talk to you later. All right, sir. All right, 352. Squeeze you in. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey. Hey, 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 Tony. Yes, sir. He was talking about Maliki. You know, he was, he was literally begging the Sadar not to believe what they were saying about him. You know, and the Sadar was keep saying like, you know, the corrupt has to be held accountable. You know, so he seemed like he's out to get him, man. You know. Now he does. I mean, he may be talking to Walt on a daily basis, but he seemed like he's gonna get him. Okay. Yeah. 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 My my question is, how soon? If, if they if they come out with the new government and the new prime minister, how soon would they be instituted into the into the government? And do they have to stick to uh, Kazemi's agenda, or do they create their own agenda? You know, because the white paper is part of of, of, of uh, Kazemi's agenda. So I mean, could they omit that and, and do their own thing? How, how does that work? You think? Well, the president of the republic, who Kurdistan is going to be, is going to be voted in and be right in. The prime minister, who they're going to pick, has 30 days to put his government together, which shouldn't be a problem because there's no opposition. So 
So whoever they put in there, which they probably know already, they're just going to go ahead and vote in. It's going to be their government. From there, and that's why they're concerned with who that prime minister is going to be, he can have the option to scrap the white paper altogether and say, hey, we're going to do this. I mean, just like, you know, our presidents have done. Once they become president, now usually, usually, if the U.S. made an agreement with the country or signed something, then it would stick and we'd go on. Well, we know that changed last administration. whole lot of things, NATO changed, contracts changed, that prior presidents had agreed to, or even if they hadn't, their predecessors agreed to that they let stick so people would have faith in our country. Iraq is going to be no different. They have opportunities here that will transform their country. The only thing is, is that new prime minister going to stay with it or not? Is he going to try and change everything and ruin it all? Because it could happen if it's somebody Iran wanted to go in there and say, nope, I'm not doing that, not doing that. It's going to be four more years of us doing what we're doing. Now, the likelihood of that happening is left because there's so many good things in the white paper. Even the framework is saying we have to adhere to because they know Sadar is standing in the shadows. And I'm waiting for you guys to do something wrong, say something wrong, not agree something, and your government will be over it in six months. So there's a stronger possibility of them going with the white paper, things that are written, facts that are getting people excited, than not going with it and only being in office for six months. Because either way, I mean, still the CIA gets gets to, gets to decide whether this thing revalue anyway. So that shouldn't have any kind of bearing on 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 that that decision. Would you would you agree? Well, no, I don't think the CBI is going to change the rate if somebody comes in and says scrap the white paper, everything else, and I'm just going to keep stealing the money. I'm still giving it to Iran because what they know is that would ruin the country ruin the currency value already if everybody starts canceling all the contracts, the agreements that were, in fact, made. So, no, I don't think the CBI would change it. Even though they have the power of when to do it, they're not going to do it if somebody's dragging the country down. Now, if it's a positive government, the leader, everybody feels excited about it, do it within two hours. I don't know that that would happen. But as soon as they see it's done, smooth, and everybody's agree with it, I could see a rate change. Yeah, you know, you know, they were talking about Malika have the majority in 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 the framework, and he's talking about he want to be the one to select the uh, uh, the next prime minister, and I think that's kind of like ask, asking the fox to guide the hen to guard the hen house, don't you think so? Basically, well, it is, and that's why Sadar doesn't want him back in there. Because he's saying he was the reason for all of our destruction anyway. He's the reason that democracy is not working right now. It's because of him and trying to save his own neck. And, you know, he doesn't care about the Iraqi people. He cares about the opportunity that he could steal from. 
and 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 the power that he could get. So no, but Sadar's not going to stand by and let it happen. Um, some of Maliki's people in his group within the Shiites are saying he's a changed man now. He's looking at things different. He's going to approach it different. But nobody believes that. Exactly. I mean, absolutely nobody. So I don't think he's going to be in there. They're, they're realizing so many things are so good. They have the threat of Sadar there and the international community who they know and most mission know is absolutely going to go against them if they put the wrong person in there. And my last question, there was a, I think on Friday, a delegation came to, to, to New York on Friday on behalf of the, uh, I think the United Nations. Do you know what that was about? Came to the United Nations for, um, I forgot what one of the meetings that they were having and they were representing Iraq. Um, yeah, I read it on Friday, but I can't remember it right now. So I guess it wasn't any big deal. Okay. And, and the last thing I got to say, man, I mean, I, I don't see why you apologize when you bring up Donald Trump. These jokers used to jump all over President Obama, President Obama's president. They didn't hold back. He need to go to prison, man. He should go to prison. That's my thing. Yeah, he, he yeah, yeah, you, 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 you see how they, you see how they, I mean, they didn't, they didn't hesitate about trying to. Yeah, get, yeah, uh, Ray gonna cut you off. Okay. Right. Thank you. We don't do it because we always say we didn't want to do and religion. That, that's all. Those are the two things we don't want to talk about, especially when you're drinking. But when there's similarities going on in countries in the world, those are things I do try to open people's eyes about, but not be blatant. So we'll see what happens. All right. That's my music, right? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, guys. It was actually a great, great weekend. Al-Kazimi represented Iraq in the summit. Actually, Biden represented the U.S. in the summit. Saudi was there. Kuwait was there. I mean, all those uh, countries in that region. Nothing but good news came out with all the agreements and people saying, okay, we agree to work together for the future of the region. And we all can benefit by helping Iraq because everybody gets to benefit when they do that. From the growth of their country, the production of food, services, products, everything else. This is going to let them bring all their workers and ideas in. So it was a great win for all. It was a great win for the Iraqi people. And those are the things they've been announcing to them all weekend, which should be impressive for Al-Kazim. But those are also the things and justification they're using to change the exchange rate or saying why it should change real quick in the future because of all these things. So it was a good weekend. It's been a good day so far. They didn't come out, well, they did come out with the three names. They didn't make it official, but they are in print, the three names they're looking at. And that's just Maliki's group looking at those three names. Amiri can or cannot, even though they're saying it's the framework. Um, Kurdistan may or may not agree with them. We don't know. The independents 
haven't come out with a statement in over two weeks. So we don't know where everybody sits, but we'll see if they in fact come out with the names officially tomorrow or sometime during this week. Because if the framework does, remember Kurdistan already said we're ready to vote. We got two names. You guys keep blaming on us for not having one, but we're telling you we're going through the vote with two names. So just when are we going to vote? Because that's all they're waiting for. So we're getting down to it. It'll be over. Names will be out. The vote will be scheduled. We'll see a new government and on to the RV. So do what I'm going to do, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be super fantastic while you're doing it. And share the super fantastic. All right, Ray? Okay, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for this marvelous sir Monday. We'll be back on Hump Day Wednesday. Keep believing. We sure do. This keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up. Fire.
Gentlemen, is a wrap. We are out of here.